tired of being swept along by the currents of culture? Well then, my friend, you need to start swimming upstream. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, guys and girls. Welcome back to the Upstream Podcast, recording this July 9th, 2015. Uh, we are back after a two-week hiatus, which was my fault entirely, because some things happened in my life, like I had to move out of my apartment and into another one, So, and I didn't have internet access for a little bit, and now I do, so yay, everything's good. I've, had ac- I've literally had internet access for about five hours right now. So, welcome back to the Upstream Podcast, people. This is how much I love you guys. All right, uh, with me today are, is my co-host, Slayer Spain. Oh. And we have two guests today, uh, both familiar to you guys. Rebel Rider, who's been on, I think it's her third time. Hello. She just promotes you to guest rep. Which is a promotion you do to a, to a host again, to host or something. <laughs> and yeah. Knight of the Light is has returned for his second appearance. Hello, Knight. Howdy. All right. So who wants to start with what they've been into lately? Anybody? I guess I can. Um, All right, go ahead, Reb. Well, let's see. For books, I read one called The Neptune Project, but mm-hmm. it, it was just um, so-so. It was about some kids who um, ended up getting the ability to breathe underwater, breathe water and ha- then had to survive in the ocean with the government after them. Of course, the government. Yeah. I like oh, the, the dystopian types, but it was just kind of so-so. There wasn't anything special about it. And then for TV shows, Falling Skies is back on TV, so we're watching that. It's a deal. Yeah, what's that about? Um, it's Alien Invasion, except it's a five season long TV series, so it gets a little bit more into the alien invasion and the aliens get farther. You know, they don't just take down the mothership within the first two hours of the invasion. Mm -hmm. And it. Started out pretty good, but I think as time is going on, it's getting a little bit more um, weird. And yeah. I've spotted a few plot holes so far, or I'm hoping they fill them in, but I haven't mm-hmm. seen any fill in yet. Okay. Um, anything else? Um, no. Okay. Uh, bot night. Either one of you has some stuff you want to share? Um, I've been. Uh, I'm in alpha testing. For a new game that I'm uh, kind of looking forward to, it hopefully turns out really well. You want to talk about it a little bit? Sure. Um, it's uh, it's called Kingdom Come Deliverance. Mm-hmm. It's um, it's basically uh, a, sort of a uh, medieval world immersion sort of a deal. Mm-hmm. Um, y- yeah, it's 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 really interesting. They're trying to make it as reali- realistic as possible. Mm-hmm. The guy who is, um, I guess, the head, uh, the head of the company who's making it, Warhorse, mm-hmm. he basically um, quit his day job so that he could make his dream video game, cool. which is what he is currently doing. Um, he does kind of have some adult content right now that I'm not big on, not not like really, you know, mm-hmm. serious, but just that I'm not fond of. But we're, um, there's sort of a debate as to whether or not they'll uh, keep that or not. So hopefully they'll, uh, you know, get rid of the icky stuff and uh, keep the awesomeness. Okay, cool. 
Anything else you've been into lately? Um, not really watching TV. Um, yeah, that's that's pretty much all that's new. Okay, bot. Anything new for you? Uh, I've been playing the Elder Scrolls Morrowind. Some it's like a. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of like a Lord of the Ring. It's kind of like a Lord of the Rings type fantasy game. Mm-hmm. Except, well, obviously Lord of the Rings is a game, but you know what I mean. Um, that's yeah. about it. Okay, nothing, nothing new. Oh. Interesting. Well, I guess it's up to me then. Who's always like the one with the weird stuff? Um, you gotta understand, without internet, I have been bored out of my gourd. So I've been reading and watching a lot of random stuff. I mean, wow. Okay, here's something that that I, that I just that I just saw the other day. Is I picked it up at Goodwill, which is always dangerous to do. Um, it's an old series about I don't know. It's probably ten years old or so. It's called Angel Wars: Guardian Force, and it is a Christian angelic sci-fi series, basically. You know, you got your angel guys, but instead of having like the you know the feathery wings and stuff, you know how like angels in most most artwork are like their their wings are feathery and they yeah. wear long yeah. white robes. Okay, yeah. these angels have battle armor and like I don't know, their wings are like they're, like metal on the top, and then like they've got like it's hard to explain, but it's like light, like feathers made of light on on the below. And each of them has a corresponding color, and all their weapons are all really high tech and stuff. So yeah, it's it's high tech angels, and they've got this the ship they ride around in, the the seven, and they go they cruise around and guard people and fight demons and stuff. It's actually pretty cool. I mean, the animation quality I will say is not the best. <laughs> the animation quality is pretty cheap, but it's still such a cool. It's a kind of a neat idea. It's like putting angels in a sci-fi sort of world is just something I wouldn't have thought of. Well, it's probably more biblically accurate than the little um, cute fuzzy angels you see in the children's storybooks. Yeah. Yeah, I would. I don't think that the that the angels you just described are very accurate, but I think they'd probably be closer to uh, real than uh, what we are generally. Yeah. Honestly, it sounds yeah. kind of like anime or something. Well, it, you can look it up. It's still online. Uh, you can look it up, Angel Wars, uh, online. It's, it's still yeah, floating yeah, it, around. It does sound a lot like anime. A little Actually, bit, a little bit of anime it. thing going on there. Um, I think it was it was like an alternative to um, early, that early, you know, the shows, the, the popular shows back then, like Pokemon and stuff. I was like, you know, let's create an action adventure show for boys, for Christians. Which I, I want to do Christian alternative media at a whole different time. Then I watched this Western series quite a bit. It was called Border Town, essentially, and you like this, Reb. It's a town on the border of Montana and Canada. As in, the town is half American, half Canadian. It literally, boom, town right in the middle, right on the border. And so they have to have a Canadian lawman and an American lawman to keep order in the town. And the two don't always see eye to eye. As you can figure out, the American guy, he's kind of rough and ready. He doesn't 
follow the rules all that much. And then the Canadian guy is all, he's very by the book, sort of. And he's younger, too. So it, it, that was kind of an interesting series. Um, i trying to think what else I saw. I mean, it's like, to list everything I've seen lately is would take me forever. Um, oh, yeah. Uh, I saw this, this, this dog movie. It was in a pack of other dog movies. That's that's always dangerous. But, <laughs> that is very yes. dangerous. And it was called Karate Dogs. It's about a that dog. sounds dangerous. It's also about a dog that knows karate, and he works together with this this police tech guy to try to solve this murder of his of his like Zen karate master dude. Uh, and there's like, is this live action or animated? This is live action. This oh, my. Is, this is oh my! You lost me. You lost me. Wow. Yeah. I, uh, no, it sounds like it's something that should be animated, but no, it was live action. I think the dog might have been a puppet, but it involved performance enhancers. I know that. You thought <laughs> you thought the the dog might have okay. been a puppet. Parts he might have been a real dog. Some point I have used a real dog sometimes, but then or definitely sometimes either a puppet or a guy in a dog suit. <laughs> Are you trying like to defend like, this? Like or... Wait, what? <laughs> Are you trying to defend this? Well, it was very ridiculous, okay? <laughs> but its ridiculous level was close to enjoyable. You know, where it's like, it was so dumb that you couldn't help but but snigger at it once in a while. And I did watch the entire thing from start to finish. I don't know if that's a, if that's a bad confession or not. It's one of those um, watched once and never Yeah, one of those Wobbin movies. It was like, wow. Um... <laughs> Of course, uh, I saw Saving Mr. Banks. I got Saving Mr. Banks. That's a good movie. Yes, I love that. I don't know. A lot of people are like, oh, I don't like that movie. I think it's a very good movie. It's like, how could? What are their complaints? I don't know. It's like, well, it's it's not really a happy movie. Blah blah blah. And from Disney, blah blah blah. It's not supposed to be. I it's know. a movie. It's and a movie I, about family and I how rough it, it can sad. be sometimes. I like it. Yeah, and I thought it was happy. It ended pretty well. I mean, you know, yeah. relatively. It ended okay. Yeah, I thought. Yeah, it was I liked great. it. I never even seen Mary Poppins. Yeah. It, yeah, I, I, I saw that um, before I saw Mary Poppins, and so I like I like all the the songs, the versions of the songs they did mm-hmm. in the movie better than the actual Mary Poppins. Yeah. Well, it made oh. for me. I saw Mary Poppins first, so it made it made parts of it made Mary Poppins make a little more sense to me. I was like, oh, I get it now. You know, it, it's like they're just partially based on the author and her life. Yeah. And Mr. Banks is based on her father. I don't know what else. But I read um, a, Sorry. I was going to say, with the with the sound, with the music thing, I've noticed how you can get mixed up with music because of which song you heard first. Yeah. It can yeah. Be true, especially when you have the same, especially like when you have like a couple of different songs like from the same composer. But we'll talk music yeah. Another day. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anything else. Well, well, there's a lot of things. I read a book called Books. I read a book called Hillbilly Pitcher. That was interesting. Well, it's about okay. a kid that moves from the south to the north, and kids make fun of him, and he has to learn to control his temper. Basically, it's a baseball story. So I'm like, eh, okay, I picked it up for what, like ten cents. I'm like, 
Eh, I'll read this. Is that a is that a book it's or a, book. a video? We're allowed to talk about books on this podcast. This is a just general yeah. geek thing. Books, music, huh. games. I was just movies, wondering. Um, oh yeah, I did. I did revisit a. Um, I played some Torchlight Two the other day. Not with the not with the one character, but with my main. Got a little further in the story. Um, I was playing a point and click earlier today too. The Book of Unwritten Tales, which came out a number of years ago, it's it's a fantasy point and click, which is it's okay. It's like I have a, it's like it's like I, I played it a while back, but I never let, got really past a couple of the first areas. So it's like I'm trying to revisit. I can't remember the puzzles and everything. Right now, I'm stuck at this point where you have to brew this potion, and if you don't get it right, it's gonna blow. It blows up. It like literally blows up in a cloud of smoke. It's annoying because it's like, and you have to stir, stir it. It's like one. It's like one of the ingredients you have to add. One of the ingredients has to be stirred clockwise four times, counterclockwise twice, and then the other way three times. And it's like that. Wow. But yeah, it's a point and click about a gnome who wants to be a mage, and there's a gremlin and some other stuff in it. I'm trying to remember the plot. I just know that I'm probably gonna play more of it. I played it for like four hours this morning. Probably nothing else to do. I didn't really feel like doing laundry, but that's another that's another that's another thing. Yeah, we'll have a different we'll the, podcast. We'll the, from the laundry cast. Right. <laughs> laundry cast. Yeah. All right. I listen. To all that. right. Um, I think that's about all I admit, all I want to talk about. Right. That's all I mention right now. Anybody think of anything else while I was blathering on there for ten minutes? Nope. Okay. Our topic tonight is sort of in honor of my everything I went through lately is plot twists. So we're going to share some of our favorite plot twists, and this one's going to be very spoilery. Normally, we try try not to spoil too much, so we're going to say nothing current, so nothing within the past year. Okay, nothing within the past year. So stuff that people have had a chance to watch and have seen. So or read. So nothing from this year. Um, we'll say just right. just nothing from this year, or nothing that hasn't been out for, I don't, know, this year or the past six months or so. So if we want to talk, say Age of Ultron, people have already seen that movie and discussed it online. So I guess we, we could talk about that, or I don't know if Inside Out. I don't know if Inside I... Out is fair game right now. <laughs> I actually haven't seen Age of Ultron, but I've probably seen, seen most Age of the spoilers. Yeah, you've probably seen most of the spoilers it, online. So, well, it's not out on DVD yet. So, so yeah, we'll some just, people wait till they're out on DVD. We'll just stick so. with the whole. We're not going to talk about anything from this year. So, nothing okay. from this year. But favorite plot twist from, or most surprising plot twist from books, games, movies, whatever. Who wants to start? Well, let's see. One of my favorite plot twists, um, it was in a book called Dark Life by Cat Falls. Mm -hmm. The story was this boy who lives under the ocean. This was a much better book than the Neptune Project. But um, this boy lives under the ocean and he can't breathe water. Mm -hmm. But um, he lives on a call. He's a um, a settlement under the ocean where they grow fish and stuff. It's basically kind of like the Wild West underwater. And then... um, as the story goes on, he meets a girl from Topside or up on land. Yeah. And 
she's looking for her brother. Mm-hmm. And meanwhile, they're being terrorized by this pirate crew and all kinds of stuff. And near the end, they finally catch the pirate. Mm-hmm. And by then, she thinks her brother's dead because they found tons of blood on a submarine. Mm-hmm. And they catch the pirate mm-hmm. and find out he's her brother. Wow. <laughs> yeah, so it ended up getting quite interesting there. And it turns out the pirate was not the real problem the government was. Of course. But it, but it isn't a normal dystopian book because that normally in normal dystopian books, they eventually um, have a revolution against the government, which never happened in this mm-hmm. one. It's a little more realistic that way. Yeah. I'll let someone go else go, but I've got other plot twists too. So. Um, anybody else have something? You want to, you want to pop up? Well, probably, um, definitely, my most recent famous plot twist was on uh, Bioshock mm-hmm. Infinite. Um, the it's it's a really cool game. That I, um, yeah, it's been out for long enough that you can talk about it without spoilers. Yeah, it's 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 been out. It's, I think it's like 2011. It's it's yeah, definitely it's fair a few game. Years ago, yeah, yeah. Um, but it's one of those games where when you think you understand, you know, it's very clear. Everything's kind of laid out on the, on the table. I mean, it makes sense. And then it's like in the last five minutes of the game, they just like topple the table over on you, and nothing makes sense until the very yeah. end. And then everything makes sense. Um, yeah, it's kind of a long, uh, drawn-out sort of a thing. I don't want to really go into detail, but the whole the basis of the game is um, you're you're this uh, guy who used to be a Pinkerton, so you're really good at basically mm-hmm. killing people and whatnot. And you are you're really in debt because of your gambling. And so these people say that they will forgive your debt if you um, rescue this girl from this tower, which is a little cliche, and deliver her to them in New York. So the they don't mention that the city is actually in the mm-hmm. sky, but you know, um, but you go through this and you're trying to rescue the girl, and the girl's father is a jerk who's this false prophet mm-hmm. dude. And you know, it, and so you know, it's, he's very clearly bad guy. Not really any sympathy for him or anything like that. Um, and then at the very end, you figure out that oh, it, and it's it's a um, they kind of go through alternate dimensions, sort of a thing. It's a very I don't know um, cerebral-ish, I guess, plot. But you find out that um, you are actually her father, who's the jerk guy that you've been trying to get rid of this whole time and so she drowns you wow which yeah at the, at the very end like there is like i think like nine of her that are like all explaining everything which it's complicated wow. don't ask and um and you're like sitting in this lake which um you know standing in this lake and uh two of them just like grab your arms and then like Right then, you get you get it. Like you get that you that this whole time you were the guy who was you know the villain, yeah. and then she just drowns you. Wow. Okay. So it was very. Popular. I can see that. Yeah. It. My head was kind of freaking out for forty five <laughs> minutes. All right. Uh, anybody else have anything? Or Reb, you want to bring up some more? Uh, okay. Oh, bot. Go ahead. Go ahead, bot. 
Well, this plot twist you've probably heard of, but I think one of my favorite ones, uh, Twilight Zone episode, um, let me look up my name right quick. Yeah. Twilight Zone was a trippy show anyways. Yeah, I mean, Twilight Zone had a lot of various plot twists and stuff. Did those have any episodes that weren't plot twists? (laughs) (laughs) Maybe that was a plot twist in one. Anyway, the episode's (laughs) called The Hitchhiker. And, like, what it is, is, like, this woman thinks she runs over a hitchhiker in the beginning of the episode. Yeah. And, of course, by accident. But, like, the guy keeps haunting her throughout the whole thing. Like, she'll see him somewhere, and then, like, she'll look again, he's gone. And, um, he eventually, like, at the end of the episode, like, she calls her home or something, and it turns out she's dead. And the hitchhiker was actually the personification of death. Wow. It's just one of, uh, like, this classic plot twist, which at the time was good. I mean, now I'm sure it's been done to death, but it was still pretty cool. Yeah. No pun intended. Yeah. Um, I think one of my favorite twists was on, um, I don't know, have anybody here but me and Reb seen Watch Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D.? Uh, I, I... Okay, the yeah, last, last good, season? Yes. The first season? The Hydra yes. twist? Yes. I thought it was pretty surprising because I didn't I didn't watch watch Winter Soldier before. Okay. <laughs> it makes more sense if you've seen Winter Soldier, but it just came out of nowhere, I thought. It's like, wow, what's going on here? Yeah, yeah that one... I thought was a little bit... Um, I didn't think there was enough foreshadowing with that one. Yeah, it came out of nowhere. Yeah, yeah, it felt too abrupt for a good plot twist for me. I like plot twists where it's like, um, wow, I never expected that, but looking back, I see all kinds of things yeah. that obviously show that I should have expected that if I'd looked really close. Yeah. That's true. But not every author likes to leave little clues and hints for everybody to find. Some of them like to be a little more obscure about things. Well, yeah, but if you do it too bad, then it might come off as like a Deus Ex Machina or something like that. True, true. Plot twists are something that is, while this is surprising and can add a little bit of interest and intrigue to a story, they can be done wrong. They can be done wrong very easily. Yeah. I'm trying to think of one. I felt... Yeah. I'm trying to think of one. I felt like the shield one was pretty close to done wrong with... No foreshadowing. Yeah. But it did make sense overall. Um, trying to think of something else. Trying to think of any other el- other ones. Think of either the good or bad. Well, one that everybody's heard about is the um, Luke, I am your father twist at the end of Empire Strikes Back. Everybody's heard of that one. Yeah. Well, Yes. That one was a classic. Well, Star Wars movies, if you think about it, they've got a lot of big plot twists in them. Um, Luke, I am your yeah. father, the whole Leia is his sister thing. Both of those were like... Yeah. It, well, for like for us, it's like, ah, we've heard about it. But you got to think, because somebody watched those for the first time yeah. back in the 70s and 80s, those were big deals. And that's back... Well... Yeah, go ahead. I mean, I'm fine with Vader being Luke's father, but Leia, the Leia being Luke's sister thing, in hindsight, just to the first couple movies, seems a little creepy. Weird. 
Yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, I know weird. that you know she and Han get together in the expanded universe or whatever, but yeah. it's just well, expanded universe doesn't exist anymore. But that's another topic for another time. Yeah. Yeah. The other plot twist that you think about is I hadn't realized it when I watched the shows because, you know, they were all out. But the other plot twist in there is um, that the Republic ends up being the Empire. Yeah, in the, in the prequels? Yeah. Yeah. Because I don't think people watching that originally knew it was coming because I think they probably thought the Separatists would have become the Empire. You, you know, that reminds me of the, the Chancellor being really being the Emperor. Yeah. That plot twist was actually spoiled in 1976. Yeah, yeah. In in the intro to the Star Wars um, novel or whatever yeah. that George Lucas ghost wrote, it's like, it talks about how Emperor Palpatine. Mm-hmm. So if you've read that book and you know Episode One, you've heard Chancellor Palpatine, some red flags probably started going on. Well, if if you, yeah, I actually saw I saw the first one, and then I saw Episode One, then I saw. Four, five, and six, and I saw two and three, so I saw them out of order. Yeah. For whatever reason, I just did. I, I don't think two and three were available at the library; they were harder to find than the older trilogy. Although I think the older, yeah, Star Wars has quite a few twists. Um, Lord of the Rings, I think less. I'm trying to think of uh, you know now we're going like famous stuff that you know oh plot twist. Um, Yeah, Lord of the Rings wouldn't have that many. I don't think it was well, pretty except linear. For the the end, only except twist for the ending. could be the yeah, the way yeah. the ring was destroyed could yeah. count as a plot mm. twist, but not a very big oh. one. It wasn't a um, game changer. If you uh, if you're, well, you're you guys are talking about the movie, if you're talking about the book, then uh, the end um, when they get back to the Shire, Saruman mm-hmm. has taken over the mm-hmm. Shire. That is and a plot so twist, but I think it's one done kind of poorly. They, they, Sorry. But yeah, that's definitely a plot twist. Yeah, I just ticked <laughs> off some fanboys with that. Well, all of like ten people yeah. listen to our podcast, so if that. Yeah, yeah and ne- next week you'll yeah. have three, so. <laughs> and half of them will be people that were on the show. Just kidding. No, no, yeah. I'm kidding. I know we have people yeah. fans in that. No. The other plot twist in a TV series that I thought was done better than the S.H.I.E.L.D. one, if it's okay that I'm talking now, is um, the Falling Skies actually had a bit of a plot twist because in the first um, season, or most of the first season, which this is old enough I can talk about it, there were um, the aliens they were dealing with were the Skitters, and these aliens, um, they're your usual horror movie aliens, um, bug-like, they come and attack you at close range, they don't seem to use many yeah. weapons, and but there's these huge mechs with them that have two legs and are walking yeah. around. Well, it was mentioned that people thought it was kind of odd they d- that the Skitters developed those huge mechs mm-hmm. that were two-legged. And then, and I think either late in the first season or early in the second season, they find out the Skitters are basically the foot soldiers for the um, Ishveni who are huge two-legged intelligent aliens that are running everything and that was a plot twist because it turns out that the real enemy wasn't the ones they were fighting it was the head guys that were different species one of the most famous plot twists of all time has been utterly spoiled by people just knowing about it and that is um dr jekyll and mr hyde that they're 
they're the same person. Oh, yeah. Because that is, yeah. if you read Spider-Man Stevenson's book, that is a plot twist. Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde being the same man is a plot twist because nobody knew that they were, that they were the different men. But everybody about, everybody, since this is a cultural reference, it's like one of possibly the greatest plot twists in history has been spoiled for the past hundred years. Yeah. Well, yeah. Thanks, world. Yeah. I mean, if you want to go there. Yeah. That's that's one of the probably that's probably my favorite kind of plot twist is when you find out that the that the person that was the protagonist is actually you also the antagonist. I'm just saying, if you want to go down the famous plot twist of been spoiled to death, uh, have you seen Citizen Kane? Uh, I've Rose- heard about it though. No, no. my brother's seen it. Because that's going to say Rosebud. Because basically, like this this guy. This really rich guy, um, Charles Kane, dies, and his last words are Rosebud. And, like, they, the guy, the protagonist basically spends the whole movie trying to figure out what he meant by that. Yeah. And it's basically, it's revealed just to be, like, the name of his sled when he was a kid. Yeah. It makes sense if you see the movie, but, I mean, now so many people probably yeah. know about it. I actually didn't know that one, but, um... It would be neat if you could figure out how to give yourself amnesia for like an hour or two yeah. to watch a movie or read a book for the first time and not yeah. know the plot twist. Well, with the internet, then. it makes it hard because even before things are out, they can be leaked. That's that's the thing. Because, you know, hundreds of people work in a movie. Who's to say some unscrupulous editor didn't just slip a thumb drive in his pocket as he would, and go home and upload the movie the next day to the internet? Yeah. Well, you can sometimes manage to avoid the plot twists because a lot of people now are polite with making sure to warn about spoilers. If you have the self-control, you can avoid them sometimes. If you still consume the product not too long after it's released. Excuse you. I'm trying to think of any other other, uh, plot twists that anybody wants to bring up. Um, Actually, the one that Reb brought up... um reminded me of uh, the Mass Effect trilogy where um, there, you've been for the first two games you've been fighting these giant robots mm-hmm. that are basically their own ships and um, in the last one you kind of figure out why they're um, why they're doing what they're doing and um, it's uh, they think that they're actually the good guys and that you're the bad guys because they're, they're um, they think that organic life yeah. is uh Chaotic and doesn't belong. Mm. But I don't know. I guess it's one of the, yeah. it's kind of those things you kind of have to yeah. be there to get. Video games, I think, are good at that because they are such an immersive medium. I can think of a lot from video games. Yeah. Lots of a number of video games are like, oh yeah, that's it's, lots of definitely. Video games are more conducive to a lot of that kind of thing because they are an interactive and immersive media. I just think. Yeah, video games have a capacity to do plot twists twist really, really well. I mean, I don't think I've got any... Well, I might... I don't know. I haven't played through some of my games. Maybe if Book of Unwritten Tales has a big plot twist coming, I'll tell you about it. Because... Alright. Um, anybody have anything else they want to talk about? Any other plot twists or anything they want to bring up? Well, there was this one book across the universe... Well, it was actually a trilogy, and every book in the trilogy had a huge mm-hmm. plot twist. Like, is an earth-shattering plot twist that completely changed the 
whole thing. Like the first one, they're on the spaceship that's going to another planet. And the girl, she thinks that it's going to get to the other planet in like, oh, yeah. 25 years or something like that. Well, and then she get, they get told that it's yeah. going to be 50 years. And <clears throat> then she finds out that they've been doing this every 25 years. They tell everyone it's going to be 50 more years, and they've been doing it for 300 years. Wow. So the ship has been in space a lot longer than it was expected. And it was foreshadowed pretty well, because everyone mm -hmm. on the ship besides her was very yeah. mixed race. And, yeah, and then the next book had... The plot twist is now she knows that the ship isn't to the planet yet, and they're going along thinking it's going to take a long time to get there, and then they realize that the ship is already at the planet and has been there for yeah. 300 years. Yeah. And it, the third book has um, some plot twists too. Yeah. But, that reminds yeah. me of one that is very, very famous, and that is the original 1960s Planet of the Apes twist. Because the fact oh, that, yes, that, that this one. whole thing happened on Earth, and he thought he was on an alien planet the whole time. Yeah. That's a really famous yeah. one. Yep, that's another yeah. one that's completely spoiled. Everybody's like, for everyone. I, oh, I knew that. Yeah. It's coming. All right. But it isn't actually, um, to me, it did feel a little off because, that, see, if I was one of the people on, that landed on the planet, it felt like they should have been thinking, you know, it's kind of weird that there's horses yeah. and apes and humans all on this planet if it's not Earth. All right, anyways, we're running low on yeah. time, you know. so we're going to go ahead and wrap it up. Yeah. Um, I've been like the Podling, and I'm sometimes on, you can find my channel on YouTube. All right, anybody else have anything you want to plug? Um, I'm Rebel Rider on DeviantArt.com yeah. or something like that link. So. All right, um... This has been the Upstream Podcast. Uh, goodbye. Bye. Peace Bye. Out.